0: Welcome to NFP, the non-fungible podcast with your host, D.E. Klein. Did you know that one of crypto's best use cases is also a tax-saving strategy? I'm talking about donating crypto to your favorite charity. The Giving Block makes it easy for the crypto community to support important causes with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and dozens of other cryptos. Choose from over 1,200 vetted nonprofit organizations, donate any amount, and then hold on to your tax receipt. When it's tax time, you could save big. Your donation could offset some or most of what you owe on that huge capital gains line. Make smart money moves while making a difference. To learn more, visit thegivingblock.com NFP. That's thegivingblock.com NFP. And let's show the world that crypto is good. Hey, this is NFP, the non-fungible podcast with me, Dee Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at network. All right, we have the whole crew here from Camp Kilmer. That's camp spelled with a K. I've got Randy from Black Pearl Studios. I've got the artist Remo, as well as the artist Tomer Peretz. And as well as that, I've got Be Creative here, a multi award winning creative producer, I might add, and curator. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me here on NFP.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Darren.
0: Right on. Now, of course, there's a whole bunch of us here. So, you know, we might occasionally talk over top of each other. But, you know, I'd like to just start with saying what an interesting collection of people that I've kind of run into in different parts of my life and kind of all kind of coming together in this place here. You know, and it's very interesting how that's happened over time, because Remo and I know each other now from our adventures in Miami, and we (laughs) happened to stay in the same Airbnb and became good friends, and I'm looking forward to visiting with you again uh, next week. Randy and I know each other through connections from uh, God Cloud and Sabbath, and then there's uh, Tomer Peretz that I was just looking up your art the other day, and that's phenomenal artwork. Yeah, be creative is the one that I really know very little about personally. So, so you're, you're new to me.
2: All right. But not now yeah. we're going to be close friends. <laughs> so that's right. So we'll, be, we'll be jolly and dandy, <laughs> but it's a pleasure <laughs> to be on your show and thank you so much. I appreciate this and your time.
3: And, you know, Darren, uh, so I think it's good. really kind of interesting and perfect um, because Val Kilmer, when he created camp Kilmer was creating it for this very purpose to have different artists and musicians and producers and creatives come together and create kind of this fun, sacred space for collaboration. So that's what we're actually doing right now. And I think it's the direct result of what was created by Val and Camp Kilmer. And see, you're sitting here right now on a podcast with four different people who are within different areas of the NFT space and the blockchain space. And that's what happens. So it's actually quite perfect.
0: Indeed. I do find that this space brings people together in a way that I haven't seen in other aspects of my life. Anyway, yep. Yeah. So, do, what so I wanted to about 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 Val. You know, you you I, I watched this uh, documentary. It's a wonderful documentary about Val Kilmer's life, and uh, it's it tells a story that there's elements of tragedy to it. Of course, uh, there's elements of great beauty to it, and um, and of joy, um, it's it's for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's just simply called Val. It's on Amazon Prime in North America, anyway, and it's well worth the watch. Um, but anyway, Randy, you wanted to share with us a statement from Val. Maybe we can start with that.
3: Yes, um, but first to just talk a little bit about what you were just stating. You know the the Val documentary is incredible. Um, most people don't realize. They, they think of Val as maybe the, the good-looking guy from Top Gun, but what they mm-hmm. realize when they watch the documentary is that he is this incredible trained actor. He was one of the youngest people, I think the youngest person at the time ever to be admitted into Juilliard, and he takes his craft incredibly seriously. And it's not only the acting craft that he takes very seriously, but he's within every other genre. He's also been an artist for many, many years. He's a poet. He's a musician. He's just a deep creative, and he has a just a complete creative soul. So when you watch that film, you learn about who he is in a way that most people don't. So I think it's a really incredible thing to watch that film. It's extremely inspirational and touching and profound. So I would recommend anyone go see the Val documentary for that reason. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we created Camp Kilmer, we started talking about this with myself and Val and Alia Borzi, who's the third producer on this project. And we wanted to create this space. Actually, you know, I'll just read the letter that Val wrote directly. Uh, and yeah, let's do. just give it in his words. Okay. My name is Val Kilmer. I'm an artist. I've lived a magical life. For more than half a century, I've been honing my art, no matter the medium, be it literature, movies, poetry, painting, music, or tracking exotic and beautiful wildlife in the most remote African bush to capture ephemeral moments with a camera. I yearn to express my creative spirit. Six years ago, I was diagnosed with throat cancer. And after much prayer, medical science, and the love of my family and community, I beat cancer. But because of the radiation and chemotherapy interventions, my voice and throat were severely damaged. It isn't easy to talk and be understood. I am improving all the time, but I am not able to be out in the world the same way I had become accustomed. When one thing is taken, though, another is given. With little voice, my creative juices were boiling over and pouring out of me. I started creating again, painting, writing, anything that I could. I felt the art healing me. I wanted to share this with others and I started looking for a place to do so. I found a large studio in Hollywood, a fun sacred space where artists, musicians, muses, collectors and friends could gather to celebrate creativity. It became a beacon of the Hollywood art scene and was quickly filled with art. Giant collages of other icons like Bowie, charcoal drawings by Eric Nash, Polynesian pop art by Bosco, Herjack, and works by many other bright young minds, as well as myself. I had dreamed of such a place since living in the wilderness in New Mexico, and then the unthinkable, a global pandemic that pushed us all into our homes. You can't snuff out destiny. The story is far from over. Enter Camp Kilmer. Camp Kilmer is a destination where creative beings gather to express themselves in exciting and innovative ways while contributing to the evolution of the arts through technology and connectivity. A living, breathing virtual space with boundless possibilities where a community of eclectics and artists can thrive without limitations of space and time. A decentralized hub where we come together to share ideas and collaborate on art, film, music, and literary projects. I want to go there with you. I want to create and collaborate with you. Is it calling out to you as well? I am your Huckleberry.
0: That's awesome. Um, You know, every time I've listened to that statement and I've heard it a few times, there's just... uh, a sincerity to it that um, I think really shines through in the writing. So it's the same thing that I saw in the documentary when listening to it. it's actually a Val's son who does a lot of the voice work in in the documentary, if I'm correct, I believe.
3: That's correct. Yes, and Jack.
0: There's just a soulfulness to it that I really enjoyed. You know, and you see that in Val Kilmer just that passion to create that goes beyond acting. Of course, I mean, acting was his. Primary form, primary form of creativity, but you see it in his artwork as well, right?
3: Yeah, and you know, it's this space is is an incredible space, and the fact that this man who doesn't have the mobility that he had before because of the chemotherapy and because of the radiation, Mm -hmm. and that he can't go out into the world like he he could before, but the fact that this space gives him an opportunity to realize the dreams that he have, has, have had to create a place where people could come together and create and that he could fulfill his legacy is, is really incredible.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The metaverse. Um, we created a metaverse with Somnian spaces. And if you go to campkilmer.com or if you go to the Twitter, which is at camp Kilmer, you can actually see the, trailer of the metaverse space. And it's this incredible kind of burning man-esque camp. I mean, it's everything that I envision when I read his letter in my mind's eye. And I don't know what you kind of envision while the letter was being read or anybody else. But if you go to the metaverse trailer, that's kind of what what we envision. And that camp also, you know, it's it's not only in the metaverse at Somnium Spaces, it's in the Discord server, it's in the Twitter spaces. That's where the community lives. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to ask, you mentioned campkilmer.com. Is it campkilmer.io or com? Oh, I'm
3: sorry, campkilmer.io.
0: Okay. I just wanted to make sure that was accurate. Yeah. So
3: campkilmer.io. Yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's bring in a couple of the artists here who are doing some of the collaborative work. I know Remo uh, worked on a series with Val called Love Heals. Um, so maybe, Remo, you want to hop in here and talk to us about your experience in this process?
4: Uh, sure, yeah. Um, it was really the um, a one-off piece for, for introducing... Uh, Val and actually, I'm unve- unveiling him as the actual person behind Camp Kilma because it was a secret for a long time, right? And uh, and it was just a lovely way to sort of uh, reveal who was behind this project. But um, but um, I have mentioned this on Spaces, so people would have probably heard the story. But you know, I I went, I was in Australia visiting my my parents. They're ailing. They're you know they're at the end of their lives, and and I'm there to do what I can and of course I was having a lot of struggling moments while I was there and and um, trying to help them on their journey to you know to the next to the next life basically so I was struggling with this and you know and I was struggling with what to do and then just out of the blue one day um, Randy just calls me just calls me up like like perfectly you know like exactly how I like it as well you know he was through the fire and on text you know straight to me because sometimes <laughs> sometimes you get lost if you, if it's a twitter message or something like that but it was perfect it was an immediate contact and he was like hey we're doing this thing with Val Kilmer and you know have you seen this documentary blah blah, blah. can you check it out and uh, we'd really love you to um, be part of the project and I thought oh, oh this is fantastic I'd love to learn more about it. So he showed me the Love Heals um, collage and, you mm-hmm. know, introduced me to all the collages that that, that, that that Val had been doing over the course of his life. And I knew that Val was um, an artist as well as a painter and uh, as well as an actor. And, um, and then I thought, to my, and so, so I recommended to Randy, well, why don't we put these pieces together? I could I could animate them into a special nft as opposed to it just being you know the still version of it you know it could Mm -hmm. it could reveal as if val was actually making it you know like invisibly through the watching of it and you know we agreed randy thought great idea let's have a look at it so um i just went away and did that and so during the process while i was working on it and because it was all about love and how love heals and you know of course i was you know contemplating this and just when you're creating art you just all you're doing is focusing on that piece right so and you know just the the subject kept going through my mind and I realized that all I had to do here with my parents was to just just provide love that's all I needed to do I didn't need Mm -hmm. to try and do all these million other things that I was trying to do to help them which helped of course you know but but the main aspect was just to, to show them that I loved them and I was there and I'll I'll be there for them. And that was an epiphany to me. And I realized that this work while I was doing it was healing myself. In turn, it uplifted me. And then in turn, I was able to uplift both my parents and and um and make their, you know, make their lives better. While just from this whole sort of experience, their life became better in the next few weeks and the next month while I was there um, because I took a different approach through love. And, and then at the same time, on top of that, I realized that doing this hopefully will help Val Heal as well uh, in mm-hmm. certain ways. So, So it was very profound for me, actually, even, yeah, it
3: was just very profound for me. So yeah. that was a great, a great thing. And I, um, I just want to say really to to Remo, I'm going to give him a compliment. But this project, the whole Camp Kilmer project, is about very high fine art. And the the piece that Remo worked on, piece from Val's scrapbook series. And Val in the 90s did a lot of art in New York with a man by the name of Peter Beard, who was a big fashion photographer and he photographed wildlife in Africa with Val. And in the nineties, it was kind of like a resurgence of the Andy Warhol times where people were just creating art and it was a, a very big deal. And that's where he started creating these this scrapbook series which which actually went around the world and has been exhibited at different um, galleries in the, uh, all around the world. And the fact that Remo could take a page out of this series and put his beautiful feel to it was wonderful, and that's what Camp Kilmer is about: working and collaborating with very, very fine artists like Remo and Tomer, who you'll hear about today, and just creating beautiful work. Um, we the we actually gave that NFT away free to the community, and it was incredible. There was Pretty high demand for it and we're really excited about the next project which is based upon a piece of work that val did called god panels and that was an exhibit that he did that was as well pretty amazing in and of itself and we've partnered with a company called galaxis to not only elevate we have the elevation of the art but they're going to elevate the technology and what we wanted to do with the god panels is we wanted to create with the way that it works is the initial NFT are individual God panels, which you could again look at at campkilmer.io, and everybody will get a rare individual one of one God panel. And after that, we'll start bringing in collaborative artists who will collaborate on the pieces and continue to evolve the pieces from a technology standpoint. So what it does, it creates this living, breathing piece of artwork that's constantly evolving through the collaboration. There's going to be gamification elements involved in it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what we hope to do is to build in community tools so that the community who owns the God panels could choose their own collaborators and have the the project run autonomously so that it's ever evolving and maybe can exist and live past all of our lifetimes. So that's what God Panels is. And Remo's going to be doing one of the collaborative series based on the God Panels after the first initial release. So we're really excited by that. And then also Remo will create his own collaborations with Val based upon different thoughts and ideas that are just manifesting. So Mm. that.
4: And can i mention something about the god panels yes of course, of course. randy f- filled me in on all of these uh, aspects when he called me that that uh, serendipitous day on in australia and um and what was interesting was i was in the process of photographing all of my legacy all of my works that i had created paintings and colors of my own and whatnot um from from the early nineties, late eighties and early nineties. And even when I was, even from when I was 16 and whatnot. And I came across all these beautiful Max Ernst style paintings that I, oil paintings that I had created many years ago, there's got to be over around a hundred of them. And I thought these are beautiful. And I remember doing these. And I always wanted to do something with these, but anyway, I'll photograph them and see what I can do with them. (laughs) And uh, funnily enough, When I saw the God panels, immediately it was like uh, a gel. It was like, hang on, this, the God, you know, the word, this will just fit perfectly. And I was doing this, you know, without knowing anything about this project before. I was photographing these things, thinking I want to do something with these and release them, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately the project just appeared. It was like, this was meant to be made for this and the beautiful thing about these pieces were they're not they were they're 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 not they were made uh subconsciously in other words I was when I was creating them I wasn't thinking about them it was just a process it was like I was a printing machine I would just splash paint here and there and then just put the pieces of paper together and whatever came out came out so I was kind of channeling God if you like that's how I looked at it at the time and now this has come up and it's just the perfect, all and all these need is just the word God put on top of them. And and they're, they're, they're pretty much complete. It's like, I was just blown away by that. And then also, when I got to meet Val, which was a touching experience and a very humbling experience at the same time, you can feel his creativity while you're sitting there and um, with him. But looking at some of his works of art, they were very similar to these particular paintings that I had done like 30 years ago and he had done it probably around the same time or in you know over the lapse of the last 30 years and it was just I could just see a connection there and a similarity in our works and and that just blew me away um on top of it all it was just like yeah that was it was a, it was quite an amazing um, feeling to see that and I showed Val these and he just I think he really liked the idea and thought that it was a great great push forward for these legacy works of mine to be now combined with something new to create something completely different and a collaborative work and little did I know that 30 years ago when I was a young starting out artist that these things would end up being a collaboration with Val Kilmer who obviously I had been watching in the cinema (laughs) at that time so it's just it's just a a very weird circle of life it takes sometimes takes a long time for your dreams to come true and but they do if you keep working they will they will come true and it's just fantastic that's how I feel.
3: Yeah and by the way Darren I just want to say it's so fun for us when we we've Going to Val's gallery in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And that's where we'll meet with Val. That's where the artists meet with Val. And then after that, we actually start coming in on a regular basis and creating. You know, Remo's been there numerous times now, just sorting and sifting through art and discussing these projects with Val and with the team. So it's it's just a lot of fun. And you know, we're Mm -hmm. we're not only meeting physically in these spaces, we're meeting here on these podcasts or in the Twitter spaces. It's just been pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, the means by which you can kind of be connected with each other now is just phenomenal with this, you know, movement in technology and social media. Exactly. Exactly.
4: And it's a speed of light. And for instance, Mm -hmm. and to take my hat off to Tamer, you know, I just started talking to him after I met him at the gallery when we all met Val as well. And he's having a show in a couple of weeks. And I realized he was putting some NFTs up. So I just casually asked if it was possible to have an NFT in his show. And he was like, yeah, of course, bring it on. <laughs> so not only, you know, does you know not only are we doing the camp thing, but also us as artists continue to do our own work and are able to connect with each other and um, put, you know, put works out together as well. So new collaborations are forming and new connections are forming just from this. And I think that's part of the part of the dream of the, it's the, the whole. It's
3: the magic of all of this. I mean, I met when I first met Remo, he was in Australia. He happened to live in L.A. And he said, hey, I'm coming home to L.A. in two weeks. But we were we, we spoke about this first in Australia when he was there. Then we met physically in L.A. And we'll probably meet with people at uh nft la darren for example you so my hope for sure yeah it's just incredible how this space works and it's it's really fast like remo said and i think it's because you have this worldwide network of people who are connecting and i don't think that's ever been possible before like it is now
0: quick break here for the giving block in the past year, the number of nonprofits accepting cryptocurrency donations increased tenfold on The Giving Block. Since 2018, The Giving Block has been making it easy for nonprofits to modernize their fundraising by accepting crypto donations. Organizations of all sizes can sign up and get started in no time. Nonprofits are saying that crypto is the future of fundraising. Find out why at thegivingblock.com/nfp. That's thegivingblock.com/nfp. Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by Klein. You can find these at AtomicZombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombie's characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Coin Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at atomiczombies.io.
4: It's never been possible. It's actually never been possible. and that and I think everyone has wanted this for years. you know, when you're an artist and uh, exhibiting in a gallery, you know you might have a group show, you'll meet those people, but you know you might not necessarily connect with them and see them again, ever again, but in this space it's different for some reason you want to connect you want to collaborate you want to work on something together and and throw it out there so yeah
0: yeah it's just, let's bring Tomer into this you know um yeah I'd really like to hear your story and your involvement in all this you know it was funny I was looking through Tomer's uh work and the first series I come across is one called incomplete and it was just interesting because I actually did a series of incomplete portraits uh myself not knowing, of course, about Tomer. And I was like, isn't this wild? Now, of course, Tomer, your incomplete portraits are fantastic and beautiful, and uh, I love them. But uh, let's uh, hear your story about uh, your connection with uh, Val and the Camp Kilmer.
1: How's it going, Darren? Thank you so much um, for this talk. Um, Yeah, you know, um, everything started with uh, me entering that NFT community, and you guys just said right now that, and Randy said it. It, it was never like that. The outworld world don't have a community. Um, artists, uh, traditional artists, don't have community like that huge community where people can connect and and talk about collaborations and and work together and sell together and create and do business together. This is something that that I'm not familiar with in my career, where I started my career 17 years ago. I've been represented by different different uh, galleries. <clears throat> I've been showing in different countries around the world. And even in outfairs, people are like, galleries are not really hanging out with other galleries. Galleries don't really uh, collaborate with other galleries. It's a big, huge competition. And I'm not trying to be mean here, but, but it, it's like people don't care about what, the other one does and and they're not even trying to um create that kind of a together work let's do it together let's get more viewers followers buyers clients collectors together it's not happening so um me entering the nft which i started to investigate it like a year ago and was trying to find my way i got to know be creative and, and right away, I dive so deeply, so deeply into that, that world. And I found out that I'm actually a people person. I like to create with people. I love people. And i rather to do it in groups because I believe that in groups and communities, you can achieve a lot more. And, and is you know, art is about. You know, it's a language, right? It's, a, it's some kind of a visual language. This is what I do. And when more people can understand your language and can relate to your language, this is more satisfying. And that will give me a lot more energy and, and, and the power to create more. So um, me entering the NFT, getting to know Randy, getting to know um, that crew, that group of artists that I can collaborate with really excite me. Um, I met Val, and that shake hand really meant a lot to me. And this guy really care about. Um, let me invite other people to shine with me, right? Like that's what he does. It's not just another celebrity uh, NFT uh, project. Like this guy can do it by himself with his crew, but then he invited other artists that I guess. Um, um maybe established, not famous he didn't care about being famous or not, but he wants us to do it together
3: mm-hmm.
1: and and I love that and I really relate to obviously to this tragic slash amazing movie mm-hmm. the documentary Val and yeah, my plan is um is an incomplete
0: <laughs> as I right? did okay.
1: as well. <laughs> yeah, so um you know I've been talking to Randy and I'm waiting for that photos options to start to
0: uh-huh.
1: dive into what kind of a face we're gonna really go dip into because I didn't even start it yet. the relationship with Val because, you know, um, those portraits can take me anywhere between 60 to 100 hours.
0: I believe it. And the detail is tr- amazing. Yeah, and you go into the
1: detail. And as much as you love more the person, you feel more connected, you mm-hmm. you, you want to invest more in the details. And you're not tired of the painting. But then you go back home like 2, 3, 4 a.m. from the studio. You go into bed. And the only visual you see in your dreams is that portrait. So it's some kind of a relationship that I'm about to get into. So this is even didn't start yet. Like that relationship, that face, that crazy different faces that he had in all those movies and that he has right now and everything, it's just starting. So I cannot even tell you how much I'm excited about this. And, um, uh, to dive into this this crazy um, nonsense relationship with uh, Val's face, because um, I'm probably gonna see him many nights in my dreams, which which I'm super mm. excited about that.
0: It's interesting you mentioned that. I just find yeah, doing portraits. There's a connection that happens there, right? When you're portraying another person.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you know, it's it's if if you don't really feel connected to the visual. Um, of, of of that face, or or certain part in that face, or the or the personality, or or the energy, or something into it, it's super hard. It's super hard to make it good. You know, it's mm-hmm. super hard to transfer that feeling that you are trying to transfer. You know, like those emotions, they're not gonna come out if you cannot really sit on it and try to visualize that. But you have to have this kind of a connection with a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Go
4: ahead. I was just gonna say it could be superficial when when it's when you don't have that connection, it becomes superficial. It's like it's mm-hmm. not the real thing.
3: And, yeah, you know, you know I just do. want to chime in for a second, Tomer, because um, not only did you say you're inspired by Val, but I know that Val is inspired by you and by all of the artists. So when he meets. that connection is 100% there. He sent me a text yesterday uh, talking about how inspired and overwhelmed that he was by this whole process and the manifestation of, of this project and connecting with the artists. So, you know, Remo talked about how love heals. This really is about love. Camp Kilmer was always about love. It's about fun and love and it's very sacred. And so if you're inspired, he's also inspired and I'm inspired. And I think everybody involved is inspired, but the effects. I know. That, and, and, and that shows, by the way,
1: Randy, that shows, we, we, we can feel it and we can see it. And that's why everybody like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Tomer, is this a single work you're doing, or is there going to be a collection of works for this?
1: You know what I thought about it? I don't know yet. I, um, okay. One 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 of the things that um, it's a blast and a curse. I cannot plan. I have a hard time planning my paintings. So when I start on the canvas where I have a reference, um, I just dive into it, and sometimes it comes out like few pieces, and sometimes just one. It, it I don't know. We we, yeah. It's 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 a great question. I ask myself also the same.
3: And Darren, you know. The, the way that the artworks are going to be presented on Camp Kilmer are there's going to be an array of different ways that they're presented to the audience they'll either be created on our own smart contract. Um, they could be in partnership with a particular technology company we're going to be doing projects on platforms like a super rare or nifty. known origin, you know it's going to be kind of ubiquitous in the way that these different projects roll out. So I think that determining whether it's one piece or a collection will be on a case by case basis. And I think that all the artists that's, that's doing it, will see kind of what they're pulled towards. You know, we're about to do a, um, collab with Jose Delbo. Um, Mm. and you may know him, he's a pretty famous Mm -hmm. NFT artist. And I think that is going to be a very special one of one piece and it will probably be on super rare. Um, so these, these may be on a maker's place or a super rare or nifty, but we'll have to determine how, how it best fits. And I think that's, you know, it'll come from what the artist is inspired to do and then what the different platforms will enable. And we're also, you know, we're even gonna be able to, we're, we're gonna be curating kind of exhibits that, that may be on a particular platform. We've been talking of, for example, to known origin about that is creating an exhibit based upon some particular theme that's inspired by Val's life and, and having all of these artists collaborate based upon whatever this theme is with Val. And curators will come in and, and curate those. Someone like Remo, who's an artist, will also be a curator. Robert, who's here, be creative, will also curate these types of projects. So the collaboration of Camp Kilmer is not only art and music and those kinds of things, it's, it's curation and producing it could be anything
0: speaking of creating and producing let's get be creative in the conversation here thank you for joining us
3: for sure for
2: sure thank you for having me yeah
0: absolutely so can we talk about what's your journey been here with the whole camp Kelmer project and talk to us about your experience connecting with these artists
2: yeah no for sure uh well the experience and uh, i guess the journey of what it's been is uh, i've been uh Honored to be able to curate the LA Art Show for NFTs uh, last year, this year, and then, uh, which started with 30 artists first last year, and then uh, from the community, uh, from emerging to well established artists, hence like Sabed and everybody else, and uh, the Gabe Weisses. And um, from there, the next year, I, we ambitiously was gonna, I, I was actually gonna reduce it to 14, and then mm-hmm. it being, ended up being like 120 plus artists, <laughs> NFT artists from the community. And then uh, uh, the art dire- the I guess the director for the LA Art Show, uh, Chris Davies, he, uh, he just announced to me a couple of days ago that uh, we'll actually be taking over the whole LA Art Show for all NFTs, including if Hold Super on. Rare or anybody else is in there, we will be actually um, curating that and actually programming it from the whole uh, ground up versus just uh, the main booths and, and whatnot. So that was my journey uh, uh, starting because I mentioned that because that's where actually where I met Black Pearl. Which is uh, Randy, okay. and um, and that was an amazing moment because he came to me. He's like, "Hey, um, you know who I am?" I'm like, I "Have no idea, but you seem amazing." And then he smiled at me. He's like, "I'm Black Pearl." I'm like, "Don't tell nobody." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how are you? Nice to meet you." <laughs> and it was an amazing, genuine experience. And I'm like, "All right," and and the reason that's uh, interesting is because all I did before was I heard his voice. I've only heard the artist and uh, and Randy's voice because of COVID, and and Bliss uh, out of of a beautiful, um, I guess, outcoming and outbringing from a negative experience, which is COVID and being locked in, uh, we got to all listen to people's voice and actually understand them as a human being and knock out all the noises of visual or anything else, and you're able to connect with them. So as soon as I heard Brandy's voice and he told me who he was, and you make that instant connection that who they are with the voice, it just it's instant, like just bonding, and it was from there. Uh, Randy uh, asked me to curate the, uh, help him curate the um, George Lopez Foundation, uh, which is an amazing experience. And then uh, from there, I started curating the SpaceX uh, Inspiration4, uh, which we had about 50 plus artists. And uh, then I started creating different events. And I also did a uh, ComplexCon with Fuocious and with Friends House. So ever since then, I've been doing all the main like events and, and artists. And it's been great. It's, uh, connected with these artists has been amazing. And then, then Randy came up to me with an idea for a couple months, and he's like, "Yo, like this this Camp Kilmer project is gonna be amazing." And like, there's no concept, there's no visual, there's I was like, kept asking for like things, I'm like, "What do you have any, a deck? Visuals? What's up?" Usually, I'm used to that type of process. He's like, "No, no," but with Randy's creative genius, like you have to understand that some people can't lay it out or even say it out loud properly, but you just see by action and magic, which not a lot of us have. And Randy has that magic that he could just—he's like a wizard, you know? It's like I feel like. How we consider us type of producers in this space and um, curators we're kind of wizards and magicians to a degree because we have to make something out of nothing or non-existing because this is such a new space and so with that i think it's very magical and randy and the artists that we curate and that we connect with have that same type of magic and spark so what i love about connecting with people not only i love connecting with creators because i myself started as a creative when i was 17 doing movie posters and campaigns and uh, theatrical advertising since I was 17 till like I was 25 professionally and winning awards from all over. And then I started my own agency and did the same thing. Got mm-hmm. myself an MTV award with Normani and Black uh, for VFX producing and producing the whole uh, music video. And then ever since that, uh, that's what led me into the space with uh, with Randy. That I was like, yo, like this is amazing. Like, what's going on? And he kept on pushing on this and kept telling me, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like uh, I just I, I sounds awesome, but like I don't know what's going on. Then as you see it now where it's where it's blossomed into and with the artists that have joined forces is what we're assembling basically. And um it's an amazing magical experience. I can't describe it like it's this type of situation does not happen commonly or ever, usually in in, in creative spaces or artists, you know, they usually compete or they want to be with other artists to be you know, they don't want to be less of and all that kind of stuff. And like with this space and with the artists that we have with Tamar, Remo and everybody else, no egos, man. Like there's there's no egos. And I love that. And when you're an artist that has gone through the journey that's diminished or just does not have an ego, I just totally bond with and I want to help them so much because they're not here for, not uh, they're not here for themselves, only for the self-love and self-gratification of creating some cool stuff. They're here to express it to the world to make some change, some impact, to make some inspiration pieces so that people could change their, their mindsets or maybe just temporarily get them out of like what they're, they're feeling and just uh, shift their mind into a positive forward path. So with that said, that's why I love creatives. I love connecting with them. And whenever I have conversations with them, connect, curate them, um, I, I have them meet their goals and and help them reach whatever they want, it fulfills me so much. And there's nothing better than that to have that feeling because I would do it with or without money. And I've done that. And, uh, and I'm, I'm such in a great space that, you know, with Randy, and everybody else, we're, we're going to start taking care of ourselves uh, so much in so many multiple different ways, not just financially, but spiritually, mentally, and, uh, and just emotionally too, because, and, and hence that's what camp Kilmer is. It's just all that around a campfire, sharing your stories, sharing your experiences and sharing what, life is really about and it's connecting with others and sharing what you do best and creating together. And so that's my, my journey and go ahead.
3: I, I just wanted to also say that Robert comes with this very authentic, open heart and he's all about love, but he's also about taste and he has a keen eye for artists and something that he's doing in this space that I think is really incredible is he's ensuring that these foundations of integrity, I would call it, are always in place, making sure that women are put forth and represented, making sure that all types of people from all kinds of different backgrounds are, are put forth into this space, making sure that emerging artists have a chance, and working with tradition, working with with with, with artists who, who've been in the space, and then also especially because of his work with the LA art show enabling these traditional artists who have been not, not in the space to come into the space. And I think Tomer is a perfect example of that. He's a very, very successful artist in the traditional sense. And Robert has onboarded him and brought him into the NFT space and opened up an entire world for Tomer. And I would love Tomer, you know, you were speaking the other day and I was really struck by this, that I think that you said that you were never having so much fun doing your art as you have been having since entering into the NFT space and that you you spoke about how it was such a solo experience outside of the space and now it's something different. So that I think is really important and I think that that Robert should be commended for. Look,
1: you, you know, it's past. like uh, for for so many years you've been sitting in the studio you know you create a piece and then you post it or you send it to your galleries, and and then a client maybe a potential client come up so everything is like not in the community it's like it's like very solo thing and i got used to it you know i've never had any complaints about that because because this is this was it and i was really appreciate that but then it's like you know stepping into the studio Val with you guys i'm like Okay, so this is not a competition. This is not who's better, who's gonna get the client. It's like we all gonna work together, and, and it, it made me happy because it's less pressure. You're not nervous, you know. you are just having fun with this, and and yeah. So so it's totally different experience. So that's that's really made me happy, and that's why I'm so into that community, and that's why I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm trying to create more and do more because it just makes a lot more fun. Mm.
4: I had the same experience. I mean I've been exhibiting in galleries for 30 years and I've been in some pretty big ones and whatnot but they they they're always gatekeepers. You know they like you say you know they don't communicate with each other or whatnot they were they competing with each other. They want to they want to get you know the best artists and and for themselves mm-hmm. and they're not sharing. And as soon as you step into the space all of a sudden you realize you can do everything you wanted to do and more and and release it yourself and there's no gatekeepers in the middle there's no one stopping you from um releasing something that maybe a gallery owner may say oh no I don't want you to release that or whatever but you can just go well I'm going to release this and see <laughs> what happens i mean it's just beautiful it's a beautiful transition and it, it gets so exciting because all of a sudden all of your ideas and dreams you can do without anyone else having to dictate to you what they want what they need what this client wants what the you know the client also you don't even get to meet the clients when you're when you're you know often in a gallery space because the the gallery doesn't want you to have this direct relationship with the client you know where but where in the NFT space you're dealing directly with your client or with your audience or Um, fan base and that is beautiful because you can talk to them you can give them a special presence and all sorts of stuff and get to know them as a person as opposed to always being separated from them so so yeah there's the freedom that this space has given us and then all of a sudden to be able to collaborate with people with no agenda except for creating beautiful work and you know changing people's um, perspectives is just a, a is just is a godsend to be honest and it should have happened a long time ago and i and i want to say randy's you know art form is putting something together like this um and being able to pull it off and that's what i've been seeing from the moment i talked to him on the phone it's just amazing um and i want to take my hat off to randy and make sure that that's understood here so um Brandy's just as much as an artist as, as, as all of us. He's just the sort of uh, he's just like the, comp- uh,
0: yeah, the
3: composer. The orchestrator. The orchestrator, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Remo.
0: You know, it strikes me when I, I think of the Love Heals piece and then I think back through this challenging time of the pandemic and I think of how the NFT movement coincided with a lot of that challenging time and just thinking of Val and the difficulties and tragic experiences he's faced in his life and how it, there's this element of love and uh, creative expression and community that breaks through that brokenness I guess you know like I just think about the experience of the pandemic and how this community you know it was a, a lot of it was a response to that struggle because we were isolated like Tomer was mentioning that element of isolation. And you know, in the early days of lockdown, I know for myself that the NFT space was a place where I still felt like I could connect during that time. Uh, I don't know if any of you have had that same experience.
2: You know, I was was always
1: um, trying to make my studio as a party place, as a place where I invite people. So, you know, for years I was painting and inviting people Bringing some drinks, some food, and people were partying behind me, and I was painting only because I needed this always teamwork and, and people to be with me because I'm not a solo guy. I, I cannot be by myself for so long, especially when I'm creating. So even even you know even when we were in lockdown, I was locked myself in, in studio and invite a few friends who were okay with getting out of their their home, and I needed. These people. And that's why, by the way, I'm I'm doing these shows in my place right now. I turned my studio into a gallery. It's in downtown LA. And that's that's where I invite other artists to show with me. You know, there's no really business to it in my perspective. Like I, I don't really charge or take commissions. I don't act like a traditional gallery. I just do it in a way that I just want more creative people to be with me. Because that gives me a lot more motivation and, and energy to keep create more. So um, this whole group work and not being by yourself really helps, um, at least to me. And, and I'm, I'm, this is exactly what I do, always trying to find how can I bring more people to create with me or, or to show in my place um, as I'm doing right now in uh, April seven.
0: Does this formula, you know, eventually outgrow the old way of doing galleries, you think? Is, it, is this something that will spread <sighs> spread in a sense?
1: Look, at the end of the day, the business has to come in in mm-hmm. some way. And, you know, galleries asking themselves, we, galleries need to sell, right? Galleries need to bring money into the table. And same as me. But, but I'm not trying to bring the money from the artist. I'm trying to bring the money from my own selves. So if I bring other artists to my place for no charge, they bring their people some counting on their people, they might going to like my work. And my people might going to like their work. Like, I'm okay with sharing collectors. I'm okay with this. Um, if other galleries see that, I don't know. I think it's very very isolated it's very i maybe i'm wrong and i hope it will get changed but it's been like that for many 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 years i've been talking to much older and experienced uh uh, than me artist in the art world and it, it, it it was it was always like that it was always these tiny clicks that is so hard to get in it, it depends what school you went to, what kind of style, who you hang out with, how famous you are, how rich you are. Really, it, it just, there is not a lot of room for everybody, which is versus
3: the space, which is like, we don't care who you are, just bring it in, <laughs> you know? And, you know, Val has has always been an advocate for artists. I mean, it's incredible how kind of before his time, he always is. He's had this vision of creating the space in, in New Mexico when he had the acres of land. And now we're in the metaverse and we're in the blockchain and it's all about collaboration. It's all about what Tomer said, different artists coming together and lifting each other up. And I think this is gonna be a really profound journey. It already has been. I think it's gonna profoundly unfold because We have all of these human beings who are so, they're creatives, they're artistic, they're gonna have ups and downs and highs and lows and amazing things are gonna happen with each of us and these connections are gonna unfold in magical ways. It reminds me of kind of, Val did a movie called Willow and it was one of those magical fantasy adventure type of movies that, you know, their journeys to the far corners of your imagination and to places that you never knew existed or time that never was. And I think the things that happen in these types of spaces like in the movies are just beyond the boundaries of all of our hopes and all of our fears and time and space. And that's what we're trying to create with Camp Kilmer. That's what Val is trying to create with Camp Kilmer. And I think it's the foundational elements are there and. This is just the start of it. And it seems to be just so beautiful as, it, as, it, as it's unfolding. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to be standing side by side with people like Val and Alia Borzi, by the way, who I, I really have to say is an integral part of this. He's one of Val's best friends. He's produced his documentary. He's, he's like a brother to him and has been creating art with him for many, many years. So he's an extremely important element to Camp Kilmer. And to have Tomer and Remo and Robert, you know, kind of commence this journey with us. and even you, Darren, um, we're just at the start. So it's just beautiful.
2: I wanted to add back to, <clears throat> to what you were saying about the question like what we went through and the, uh, to me there was an, um, I don't want to say irony, but there was a serendipitous moment for the fact that, we're working on camp Kilmer and it's about love and the title of uh, the first piece was uh, love heals. And the truth is love does heal and creating the heals. And obviously for creator creatives uh, creating is love, you know, we love to do it and we'll do it no matter what rich, poor, one hand, five finger fingers, you know, less or whatever, like we'll do it no matter what. So with that said, like I personally was going through a journey myself and, and I uh, was going through some rough times and just, just like, again, like just how time and this moment in the space has been happening, which is not common. And I don't think this intersection will happen again anytime soon. So for this moment, like I was going through a healing process and, and I still am obviously, but, um, but Randy, when he brought this project of Camp Kilmer, it started to really sink in even deeper to me when I realized that Randy without even meaning to and just being with what he is, uh, he was healing me with love with uh, a project about creating and with artists that love to create with other artists and other people and just create art. So that whole process and being part of this has been healing me with love, has been healing me with creatives, and also allowing me to be able to create or recreate my 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 path and readjust. And I just want to say thank you to Randy, uh, Black Pearl, um, and the rest of the artists uh, for for helping me you know, uh, whether they meant to intentionally or not, they, ha- they have in this project and Cam Kilmer has very much. So, so love does heal. And I'm a walking proof of concept with that. So I just want to say thank you, Randy and everybody else. Yeah. Welcome, yeah me Robert. too. Me,
4: me too. Yeah. You're welcome, Robert. And me too. It's a, uh, it, it set me on a healing, um, journey as well. And, um, and I, I, I haven't said this, like, I don't think enough, and I'm honored to be the first, person to have kicked this off with you so thank you Randy for giving me that opportunity
3: I really appreciate that yeah and you know I also want to say a lot of people talk about celebrities entering into the space this is a, a little bit of a different situation because Val I mean he's just an artist to the core he's always created art and he's always had this mission to advocate for artists but I also will say that it's really important you know that he does have eyeballs on him. He does have the ability to attract people. And if he can use that ability to lift up someone like Remo or Tomer or Robert or any of these artists, that's a blessing. And I think that's something that we are all grateful for. And that's again, another beautiful thing about this project.
0: Can we talk about the God panels pre-Mint a little bit? I know you can go to pre-Mint.xyz slash God-Panels to go uh, register for that. Do you want to talk a little bit about the release of that series, when that's happening, how that's happening?
3: So the the pre-sale list is open now, and the pre-sale Mint will happen from April 15th to April 21st and it starts on April 15th at nine o'clock a.m. Eastern time. After that, there'll be a public sale on April 21st. And then the reveal will happen approximately April 30th. And that's where everybody will get their individual God panels. And that will be the commencement of the Genesis piece of the God panels, as I spoke to about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then subsequent to that, Multiple artists are going to be invited to participate in the expansion of the collection through their collaboration. And that's where they'll create new derivative pieces. So we're very, very excited wild. about yeah. that. So yeah.
0: it, it's going to evolve over time.
3: Right, um, multiple series of different artists will evolve as a single collection is expanded. So it brings a new feeling and dynamic to, to the overall collection. It's, it's, it's an ever evolving, expanding, piece of art, a tapestry.
0: Well, and I don't think it's ever been it done before. A, it has kind of like an eternity element to it in a sense.
3: Right, it's, it's you know, again, I'm gonna talk about Galaxis because we wanted to also level up on the technology but they created a first of its kind art engine with just this cutting edge blockchain technology that enables the creation of, of this collection of collaborative dynamic and continuously evolving digital art. Um, It's going to be beautiful. And like I said before, right now, we're managing which artists come in and become collaborators. But community tools are going to be implemented that enable the owners to manage the project as it evolves. And that creates an autonomous art collection that can literally continue to expand beyond our lifetimes. So if Val Kilmer could create a legacy for himself, even when he's not in this world and have this piece continually Evolve, if I can, Remo, Tomer, everyone who's been involved in this, it could actually last beyond their lifetimes. And I don't think that was ever possible in any other place other than Web3. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's pretty wild. Well, this is an amazing project. I'm really uh, intrigued by it. Does anybody want to kind of give some uh, closing statements, uh, wrapping up thoughts, that sort of thing?
4: I like I, to I just say... I just wanted to just um, say that Ali is uh, also a wonderful artist, and being around Ali, I just want to you know put him in the conversation a bit more. You know, just being around Ali really inspires me, you know, to be my very best. And um, he's been Val's best friend, obviously for for thirty years, and producer, and this and that. But I also want to make sure that everyone understands that he's also an artist in his own right and has some beautiful works that he's created with Val. And every time I talk to him, it's a it's an explosion of ideas. And I
3: just wanted to put that out there. He's an incredible artist, Ali Alborzi. And again, he was right in the middle of those, that 90s resurgence of the Warhol movement. And he created art with Peter Beard. And he really understands art and artists. And something that comes from Ali is so much spirituality, but also Ali was working for Big, 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 big artists for many years, literally creating the art, but not receiving the payment nor the recognition mm-hmm. for the art that he actually created for these these people who would sell these pieces for millions and millions of dollars. So, one of the most important elements of this project is that the artists actually get paid, and they get uh, they get their due. So the 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 shares with with the percentages and things are like, are extremely uneven keel, and it's not like you know, hiring them and paying them a tiny piece of money on a work for hire basis or something like that. Mm
4: -hmm. They're,
3: they're, they're really participating in, in the endeavors that they put forth.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Tomer, you want to add anything to wrap up things?
1: Yeah. Just, uh, my appreciation to, you know, to Randy, to Ali, and that Sal and B. Remo, Orbs, and, and and JJ, all the artists, and 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 the, the, that community that uh, brought me over. Um, as I said, I'm a people person. I like to create with people, and this is really makes me happy, a lot happier uh, to create. I cannot wait to start it. Um, well, I started already, but I cannot create to get on the actual canvas and start really to have that personal relationship with with thou while I'm um uh, painting so uh and thank you Darren I appreciate mm-hmm. that conversation it was uh actually fun and yeah that's 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 all
0: awesome how about be creative you want to join in here
2: yeah no definitely um I just like to say first off thank you for having us um on your show it's really madly appreciated and I also want to give you your how would they say in this space your flowers brother um, because what you're doing is you're you're definitely amplifying artists and producers and creators and people that support the uh, Web3 and NFTs and this space, and you're helping amplify that, and you're definitely um, spreading the message of what this is really about with the right kinds of people and and projects and whatnot. So just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You and people like you is really important for the space, and you're a vital instrument to for us to grow. For us to be heard seen and understood so thank you so much for that
0: i really appreciate that yeah this Darren, uh, it's really great to meet with you all go ahead randy
3: i just wanted to tell you also you know maybe there's another podcast that we could do because there's a whole mm-hmm. other element to this with music um we've had right, some god really incredible yeah god cloud and Oli, and mm-hmm. we're doing one with andy vargas who is the lead singer for carlos santana's band and we're going to do some incredible stuff with music and technology. And Val actually is a musician himself. I mean, obviously he did the Doors and and he really just dug into that. But he has also created some songs that you're, you're going to hear around the, the campfire at Camp Kilmer. And those songs will be collaborative with a whole bunch of different artists in the space. So that's another thing that we can
0: look forward to. Well, let's do that. For sure. I really am looking forward to hopefully meeting all of you in LA, uh, at NFTLA. That's going to happen. Yeah, (laughs)
2: for sure. Can't wait to meet in real life. RL.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Hey, uh, thank you again for all joining me and I wish you all the best with this project and yeah, uh, send my love to Val as well. And, uh, thank you so much for spending this time with me.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate it a lot.
0: Right on. Okay, everybody take care.
3: Have a great day.
0: You too. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.